podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Phillips Laven of the 1012 Podcast here. Have you been listening to this show for a while and thought, you know, if that guy can do this, then so can I? Well, you're, you're probably right. And it's worth giving a shot. The one question you're going to ask yourself is, how do I get my podcast out for everyone to listen to on iTunes, on Spotify? Well, you're going to need a hosting site. And if I may make a suggestion, go with Anchor. It's easy and it's free, which is great for podcast hobbyists uh, who aren't exactly expecting this to make a lot of income, especially starting out. Anchor is fantastic. Anchor by Spotify is the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need in one place. It has the tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And when hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your show on listening platforms like we mentioned Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And again, it is totally free. It's fantastic. It is what we use. And if it's what we use, it's what we're going to suggest to others. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, that is the Anchor app or anchor.fm to get started with your podcast. Together again. Yes, we are together again. I am Philip Slavin. And I am Chris Ross. And this is the 1012, the podcast that covers all 10 teams in the Big 12 Conference. And that's right, you you heard myself and Chris Ross together again on an intro for the first time in what seems like forever, my friend. Yeah, it, it's been a minute for sure. We just, we lead some very busy lives. And uh, I mean, we... We're always here on a Friday to make some picks, and uh, the holiday wasn't going to keep us away away from getting this episode done in time. No, I mean, we had to come together for Thanksgiving in the spirit of the holiday and, and do the intro together. Chris, I'd just like to say I want to I give thanks for you and for the LGG and for the, uh, the fun relationship that we have had this year between yourself, myself, the LGG, and the 1012 podcast. Well, I... I wholeheartedly appreciate that and i want to give thanks for all the work and the effort you put into this podcast and to other things with lgg uh it goes above and beyond and really i want to give thanks to everybody that takes time to listen to us uh jabber into the wind jabber into the wind yeah i, I do want to say thanks to all our listeners um whether you have left us five star rating uh left a comment follow us on twitter at 1012 T in the number 12 word podcast or just just listen to the show whether that's when we talk about your team or all the time thank you very much we really appreciate it it, it makes all this work worthwhile and uh, and we're excited to continue to do it uh, obviously this is a friday and i just heads up we recorded this on a tuesday because yeah it's the holiday and i'm not gonna you know record a podcast on a thursday night i have family and chris does as well and any guest picker we would try and line up would probably be like uh-huh nope uh but <laughs> Just a little update so everyone is aware. For the first time all year, I am in the lead. I am 34, 36, and 1. Chris is 33, 37, and 2. And our guests are 29, 35, and 1. Chris, you have said for quite some time, prophesized, in fact, foreseen 
that I would take the lead from you. And uh, congratulations, sir. Yeah, uh, that, your crystal ball was clear. Yeah, that's happened. probably worth half a half a game right there. So uh, I think it's just tied up, right? <laughs> nice try. Maybe don't get two pushes and you could be in the lead. I'm not. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna relish this moment for just just a minute. Just no, a minute. I I knew that my hot start. Uh, I it had to cool off at some point. I could not maintain that that level of uh, accuracy. But uh, no, so you've done very well. You've you've really uh, brought it uh, during this back stretch. You've been slowly gaining on me. Now you're out a half a game, and uh, I have my work cut out to me to close the season. Yeah, closing the season correct. We have this week. Uh, we will have uh, Big Twelve title game picks, and then we will pick all the bowl games. Right now, that's six games. If TCU can get their win tonight over West Virginia, that will be seven. I'm I'm. Sorry, West Virginia. I'm rooting for TCU. I want seven bowl teams. I want to watch TCU have to go to the first responders bowl in the old Codwell Stadium against like FAU or something because that's what would happen. And that sounds awful and like great bowl season television. No, absolutely. Should we? You, you said we should pick all the bowl games. Should we pick all of the bowl games? No, no, no. Just the Big Twelve. Bowl. I'm not. I'm not doing. There's like forty something bowl games. Oh yeah, that would be that'd be a that would be all that'd be the whole week of podcasts just trying to pick bowl games. Nah, no, nah, we ain't gonna do that. No, <laughs> we should we should go up with something. Uh, we'll uh, we'll plan that out. I I have something. All right, you let those gears turn. Uh, speaking of turning, hey everybody, make sure that you are signed up for ESPN Plus. If you aren't already, I guess you just don't like to watch men's and women's basketball, which is fine. It's cool. We get it. But football is king. Um, or you don't like other sports. Apparently, you just like football, and that's fine. I mean, it sounds like a very empty life, but you know, it's cool. Whatever, to each his own. Uh, but go ahead and get signed up if you aren't yet. It is worth the four ninety nine a month, and that whole like Disney Plus package is available. You can go get that. But if you just want ESPN Plus, you're just like, I just want it. That's all I want. Go check out our Twitter account at ten twelve podcast. T E N the number twelve the word podcast. Find the tweet pinned to the top. Click the link. Get yourself signed up. Start getting all of the awesome Big Twelve now action that is on there. Don't forget, football season may be wrapping up, but there's always going to be great content coming out of the land grant gauntlet. So go visit thelgg.com and check them out on Twitter as well at the underscore lgg. It may be Thanksgiving break, but guess what, folks? We're still making picks on a Friday. And yes, we will pick every Big 12 game, including the games today. So I hope you're listening to this now so you get all the picks so that you can take your money and ignore what we say, because that would probably be the best thing you could do with your money or just flush it down the toilet, which is probably equally beneficial. Anyways, first of all, we put out a, we put out a call on the Twitter account to welcome anybody that was interested to come be a guest picker on the show. Two people said something. One of them writes for the LGG, and one of them covers the Big 12 for Big 12 country. That's it. Where was our fan base? Where were all the Iowa State fans who love to talk on Twitter, who didn't want to step up and come make picks? I'm a little bit disappointed in you guys. I'm a little bit disappointed. But that's okay. I'm very excited about our guest today, Evan Green from the Land Grant Gauntlet, joining the show. Evan, welcome back to the 1012. Hey, thanks, Philip. I'm glad to be your uh, best last option. I mean, 
I don't. I didn't. Well, wasn't going to say it. But if you want to bring it up, you're you're welcome to do. This is what happens when you have to record a picks podcast on a Tuesday night uh, because of the holiday. Because we wanted to make sure we had this for all of you, uh, but also. There's no way I can do this on a Wednesday with family in town. And if you think I'm going to record a podcast on Thursday when I'm so full of food and beer that I can't move, you're no, not going to happen. Then I, yeah. So let's, let's just get to this. Let's get to this. Let's get to this. I am in the lead. I want to retain my lead. And I'm very excited about that. And I know that Chris, uh, I want to say, foresaw this coming that I would overtake him despite his huge initial lead uh, to begin this whole thing. And because of that, I'm going to let Chris pick first because I'm a nice guy like that. And we're going to start with one of the Friday games. Texas is currently a 10-point favorite over Texas Tech, over-under of 63, even though I know Chris doesn't give a crap about what the over-under is. Uh, Chris, what are, you, uh, what are you feeling in this game between the Longhorns and the Red Raiders? This is actually pretty interesting. Uh, both of these teams don't have a lot of momentum right now. Texas Tech, you know, they've lost so many close games at this point that it's just, frankly, kind of amazing that they they just keep falling short and they haven't gotten a win just by accident at this point. Texas, uh, it, this has been a sharp decline from where they were early in the season. It, it's uh, the Baylor put down uh, – I mean, that was a thorough beatdown – of Texas. No, I mean, it wasn't a blowout on the scoreboard, but Texas was never really in that game. Baylor had full control of it pretty much all the way through. Uh, but these two teams, you know, uh, this game is at Texas. Uh, the Longhorns need to rebound. Um, no, Herman isn't on the hot seat yet, but the conversation keeps happening more and more over the last few weeks, and, and that can't be a good feeling in Austin. Texas Tech, you know, on the road, I, I don't know if this is the game they get over the hump. I kind of doubt it. I, I like Texas to rebound and maybe get a win. Uh, the Red Raiders already eliminated from bowl eligibility. Texas, they've, they're have they bowl eligible. They're, they're not really playing for anything, but maybe a better bowl game. Uh, and just to, you know, pick themselves up off the mat a bit. The question is, the game's at nine and a half, ten. Uh, you can get it for either. I, I like Correct. this to be another close loss for the Red Raiders, unfortunately. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna take Texas Tech to lose by um, less than ten for the like fifth week in a row. Uh, I, I saw a stat, and we tweeted it out from the ten twelve that Iowa State and Texas Tech have been the two unluckiest teams in college football this year the two unluckiest, and it doesn't shock me. Like, Texas Tech, I, I keep saying it, and I know it sounds stupid, but they're a bowl team who's not going bowling. Like, that's that's what they are. And they've had so many close losses. I just, I kind of feel bad for them because they it feels like a team that should be at least 6-6 six and six by the end of the season, and they're not, they're not going to be. And as for Iowa State, you know, well, it, it happens. So, Evan, as our, as our guest picker, I'm going to let you go second here. What, uh, what's your feel on this game? Great. Um, yeah, as the Texas Tech writer, uh, Landgrad Gauntlet, um, really feeling that unluckiest team uh, thing. Yeah, I can I can vouch for that. It feels that way all season long. Um, so at 
to go for Chris's point, this game's in Austin. The last two years, Texas Tech, or not two years, the two last two times Texas Tech's gone out to Austin, um, they've actually won outright. Uh, so last two trips to Austin, coming back with a victory. Um, UT just got handled by Baylor. That game's, I mean, a 24-3 to game uh, up until the last five seconds. And so I think, uh, I think Tech comes out. They don't have anything to play for, and uh, being a Tech fan, that's when they play the best. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm 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 right on I'm right in the greens with Chris. I got I have UT minus ten, so I'm going to say Texas Tech plays another close one, loses by a touchdown, and uh, covers plus ten. I, I really want to side with you guys and take Texas Tech in this game. I don't think that Texas is going to have as bad a performance. A, Texas Tech defense is as good as Baylor. And I think I think everyone gets up for Texas, but I think Baylor kind of really does for some weird reason. I mean, like, I know OU, like, everyone does for Texas. It's Texas. But Baylor really just likes to beat Texas. And, and I think they really enjoyed putting just the hurt on them last week. And, I mean, we talked about this Monday. Texas's offense isn't great. Their offensive line is bad. Uh I'm also really tempted to take the under because the over-under is currently at 63.5. And And I'm just like, do I really think these two teams are going to score that many? I am going to say... Well, let me ask you, do you think they're going to score above their season average or below their season average? Because that's about what the line is at. I I think they go under. I think both teams do. Um, I, I don't think 63 is an insane number. Like I think it's somewhere around around a 58, 59, 60 point game. I I think Texas wins this. I think they need to. I think they're in a spot where the season's kind of gotten away from and they're a little bit disappointed. But the last thing they want to do is finish the regular season six and six and go to the first responder or cheese it bowl. Um, I I think Texas goes ahead and and covers the ten point spread. I think they win by ten, so I feel like I'm gonna get a push here, which I'm fine with. But I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Longhorns to cover the ten. Um, in Austin, it's it's a home game. It's the last home game of the season. It's a Friday night. I can I can see that happening. All right, you're going, you're going opposite me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got that half game lead. This could be it. I uh, we've got plenty. We've got a Big Twelve <clears throat> title game to pick. We've got every bowl game in the Big Twelve. I'm I've got plenty of time if I drip a little bit to make that ground back up. I think I think I'll be all right. So let's talk about the other Friday game. Uh, TCU fighting for a sixth win to get to a bowl game. If they want their season to continue, they have to beat West Virginia on Friday. TCU the the line is thirteen and a half though. You can get this at twelve or twelve and a half. This line is all over the place. Evan, what you feeling? Yeah. Well, I feel like West Virginia, um, they've got Diggy starting. They've got a little more life on offense. Uh, TCU kind of a letdown, uh, just just reeling from the first down, not first down against OU last week. Uh, TCU's playing for bowl eligibility, so they have that, whereas West Virginia is not going to make a bowl, so they have less on the line. I think TCU comes out a little down, but – ends up having the motivation kind of pulling this one out, but wins by 10 or so. So I have West Virginia to cover the plus 13 or plus 12 or whatever you can get it out there. 
Yeah. I mean, if, if you're if you're going for the under, or if you're going for West Virginia to cover, you take that 13 and a half and get Correct. as cushion as you can. Take that little hook. Um, I, I think TCU covers this. I think West Virginia is playing better, but I also think TCU needs this win to get to a bowl game. West Virginia, they're just playing for spoiler. They're just playing to try and get one more win for the season. They can't go. They're not going to a bowl game. Um, that I think TCU has that edge if they want to play more, if they want to keep this season going. And I think TCU covers, but I don't. I don't love that line. Um, what I do really like, I think West Virginia has been has has shown some improved offense ever since Daggy took over. Um, you know they, they were lifeless. They scored 14 points three games in a row than 17. Last two games they put up 24 and 20. I know it's not a ton more, but it has been better on offense. I think TCU is an offense that can put up 28, 30 points in this game. The over under is 44 in this game. I don't understand it. I don't understand how the over under on this game is 44. I like TCU's defense. They, they're going to give Daggy some trouble. But I don't think West Virginia's defense is that great. I know they looked good against Oklahoma State last week. Let's take into consideration the fact that the back, you know, playing a backup quarterback for the first time. I like the over in this game a lot. I just at forty-four. Like I don't think it's going to be a seventy-point margin, but I, I can easily see a a a thirty to to twenty kind of game. I feel comfortable taking the over in this one, and that's what I'm going to do. All right, so my turn. First, uh, Evan, you mentioned the uh, the first down that was not a first down, which is kind of funny. I mentioned this on Twitter for the Kansas State game the, that Oklahoma lost, and they had the opportunity for the onside. They thought the recovery date, and then there was the penalty, and they they think that you know the argument was that was you know blocked into it should have been allowed, and Oklahoma would have gone and won that game. And now the foot's on the other foot, or the the foot's on the other foot, the shoe <laughs> is on the other foot. And uh, now they, they kind of ice a game thanks to uh, a poor officiating call because, yeah, there's – I don't know who had the ball, but it wasn't Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts wasn't anywhere <laughs> close to the first down mm-hmm. marker. So, mm-hmm. now, now, that's to say, I, I still stand by 100%. You can't say TC was going to go win that game. There was still a lot they had to do to get the win. Uh, but that was uh, that was a bad call for sure. In kind of a blow, like my concern here is TCU coming off of that loss that, you know, they were in it at the end. They, they could have come, they maybe could have won a kind of deflating loss, but they are fighting for bowl eligibility. So if you come out flat with all of your season's expectations on the line of getting to a bowl game, there's an issue there. And I don't see that happening for Gary Patterson's team. Very well led. Uh, this does have the makings of the kind of game West Virginia would, would come out and win and kind of shake things up in the conference again and where no one can make heads or tails of it. But I do – the bowl eligibility, I do like TCU to get the win. I'm going to take them as low as I can uh, to cover and uh, at home. And uh, I think I, I found it for 12, so I'm going to take it at 12. I will give it to you. For 12 that's a smart move you know buy it's buy a, low when you need it buy low when you need it yeah. and, and just when we say we can find it we're not i'm not talking about shady internet sites i'm talking vegas you can look at all the casinos what they have and yeah. and uh yeah we use a site called vegasinsider.com it gives us all the odds lined up that's what we use if you want to go double check our numbers uh, they're going to be different by the time you do because we did this on <laughs> tuesday but it is what it is 
All right, so let's move on to – look, Baylor has to win, but this is the game. I mean, they're playing Kansas, so let's just get this one out of the way. Baylor, currently a 14-point favorite over Kansas, over-under of 52. I'm going to start first because I'm going to say Baylor. Like, Baylor, Baylor, Baylor. How is Baylor only a 14-point favorite over Kansas? Please, someone, explain this to me. The line has not moved at all. It's available at 14 and a half somewhere, but, but the, the over-under was 56 – you can get it at 52. I'm not touching the over-under, but Baylor's only going to win by two touchdowns? Baylor, I know that they're not going to be as invested in this game as they were against Texas, but they they know that they just got bumped up in the rankings. They're a top-10 team now. Obviously, looking like a complete team matters you know, because of the eye test BS they keep selling us. I think Baylor understands the importance of winning this game comfortably. 14 points. Like, my concern is that Baylor gets up big and then they, you know, put in all the backups to keep everybody healthy for, for the game against OU in the Big 12 title game. And then you get a Kansas backdoor cover by, and then they, you know, win by 13. But 14? Yeah. Give me give me the Bears by 14 in this game. That Even in Lawrence, this that doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I agree. I mean, the only thing I can think of is Baylor's looking ahead to the championship game. Um, maybe they're thinking it's a trap game going in, playing the Mad Hatter at LSU or uh, Les Miles at Kansas now. Um, but I don't, I don't see it happening either. I have Baylor minus fourteen for sure. Yeah, um, this really isn't close. Baylor minus the fourteen. I will say that this is the kind of line that scares you, right? Because it makes zero sense, and yet Vegas doesn't kind of miss this, right? It's typically one of those things that, for whatever reason. They know something, and uh, that kind of scares you, which is weird because, you know, we, this is all we pay attention to is the Big 12, you know. <laughs> it's tough. Uh, so the line scares me. But for all the th- things you mentioned, Philip, they're ninth in the country now after the latest rankings came out tonight. Uh, they need to move up in the polls, and, and they need to look good winning. If they come out flat against Kansas, I understand you're coming off the Texas win, but if you come out flat against the Jayhawks, that's not a good look. Uh, they need to come out and look impressive and take care of business and uh, take the Bears. I think part of it is just the inconsistency of Kansas. You know, they yeah. mm-hmm. they put up 48 on Texas, 37 to beat Texas Tech, and then – It's on the road. 13. 31. Like, I just – Kansas is so inconsistent. Like, I get it. Like, they could come out and play really well, but I just – I, Baylor's defense is legit. I think this is a disrespectful number to Baylor's defense. I know they're not going to be out there looking to just like blow them out of the water, and they're not an offense that does. But fourteen just seems low. Like, yeah, I'm not saying they're going to win by thirty, but it, it, Baylor winning by three touchdowns, seventeen to twenty-one points just feels right. Fourteen feels like a field goal low, and if I'm gonna, mm-hmm. if I, if a game feels that low, I'm going to take that line. I mean, this is in Lawrence, and you have to give that some, you know, some thought. But sure. Kansas Wait, is only are they playing it. Are they playing it in Fog Allen? Because <laughs> then I then I'm yeah. like, <laughs> I was gonna say Kansas has only covered the spread at home twice this season. Yeah. So no, I'm not. Okay. Um let's move on. Iowa State facing Kansas State. This game has some legit implications on, on bowl standings. Uh, Iowa State, if they win this game has a chance to finish in third place where they were picked to finish in the preseason, which is, is a weird thing. It, you know, Iowa State kind of up and down this year, felt like a fourth, fifth place finish team, but they have a shot if Oklahoma State loses in Bedlam to finish in third place, which is 
I know the expectations for the season were high, but I think that's a solid year for for Iowa State and Matt Campbell this year. So Iowa State right now, line kind of all over the place. It's a five and a half point favorite. You can get this line at five. You can get this line at four and a half. You can get it at four, literally anywhere from four to five and a half. You can get this line. Iowa State the favorite over Kansas State, over under a 46 and a half, but it, it's all over the place as well. Uh, Evan, what's your feel here, man? Oh, I, it's less so, I think, on the Iowa State side as the Kansas State side after going out and, and, and beating OU, handling Kansas, and then the loss to uh, West Virginia, um, loss to Texas, and then squeaking out a win over Texas Tech. I feel like they're kind of all over the board. Um, I, uh, yeah, Iowa State, I mean, they iffy at the beginning of the season. I think they've really come like, come together down the stretch of the Big 12 play the last couple games. Purdy's looking good. He's playing well. Um, I've got Iowa State, and if I can get that minus four, I'll take that minus four. Okay. Uh, Chris, what's your feel here? Yeah, this, this one is another tough one because these teams are just they, – they feel about even. I mean, different styles of play, obviously, but they are – you look at who they beat, who they've lost to, and they just, they just kind of keep trading back and forth. And uh, Iowa State ranked, Kansas State not ranked, uh, although I, I thought we might see them jumping in, back into the polls with the win, but um, you got to believe they're right there. Um, this one's really tough. I like Kansas State at home. I, I do think that, that Iowa State probably wins this game. But senior day, I'm going to – Kansas State has been the surprise team this season, and I'm just – I'm going to – I don't know. I have a feeling I'm going to take Kansas State. I did. I ignored my gut last week in picking Kansas, and I was I, – I second-guessed myself. I thought about it. And I was like, no, no, no. That's a bad pick. And it cost me. I'm not going to make that mistake again. I'm going to go with my gut here. I'm going to take the Wildcats and uh, what's as high as I can get that for? Five and a half? Five and a half. I can, yeah. I can give it to you at five and All a right, half. Five and a half. Okay. I think that's – so here's what I think has happened to Kansas State. Um I think Kansas State's a really good team. I think that they've done, you know, you look at Oklahoma game, look at the Texas game, look at the Texas Tech game. They they do a good job early in the game. They build a lead. And Kleiman, and we've talked about this, when when he was back in North Dakota State, they would build big leads, and then he could just run the ball, run the clock, and, and, and leave because they were so superior to everybody else. I think he's kind of been trying to do that here in the Big 12. And it has backfired. It almost cost them the game against Oklahoma. They went conservative a drive early, and it almost cost them. They built a good lead against Texas, and, and Texas mounted the comeback. I think because in part Kansas State kind of went into, especially in the in later in the game, let's just kind of let's just get this win. Let's go ahead and get out of here. Let's not do too much and cost ourselves a game. But in doing so, they went too much prevent and they lost. Um, they almost lost to Texas Tech. Thank goodness for that. Uh, that return TD that was that kind of was the big difference in that game. I think Kansas State at home gets a lead in this game. I don't think they keep it. I like Iowa State in the second half of a game to come out and come back and win. I think this is an Iowa State win. I agree that I am also going to take this line at man. I think Iowa State wins. The problem is I don't know that they win by more than a field goal. I think it's that close of a game. I'm going to go ahead and take Iowa State at four. That number scares me a little bit, but I think Iowa State mounts a comeback, and I, I think they win. I'm going to take Iowa State minus the four. I, w- I will agree with Evan. I will add that Kansas State is one of the few teams in the Big 12 that is consistent at beating the number. There you go. 
Yep. I, I don't like this pick. I have a bad feeling I'm going to wish I'd taken Kansas State to lose by like three points, but I'm going to I'm gonna go with saying Iowa State comes back, does enough, wins by four points, and, 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 and that's how this game goes. So before we get to our Bedlam pick, which is our game of the week, obviously it's a, it's a big game. It's been a big game for a while. Let's do our non-Big 12 picks. Uh, Evan, as our guest, I'm going to let you go first. What do you got in this one? So Ohio State, new number one in the nation, the college football playoffs. They're only at minus nine, minus eight and a half, minus nine and a half. Some are, some are sitting right around there. Going to Michigan, playing in the big house. Um, but Shea Patterson of Michigan, he's coming off the best game he's had all year. Five touchdowns. I know it's against Indiana. Um, you, you know, you have Michigan who, who hasn't got over the hump against Ohio State in the last few years. Or, I mean, and then it's been a while, and that can't go on forever. So I'm actually going to go Michigan to win outright, money line plus 285. This is our first, like, money line take, I think. I don't think anyone's actually done a money line before, and I love it. So you're laying, you're just that, because you can get it at nine and a half if you wanted it. So you're just, you're going to give that nine and a half points back. Because we're not – this isn't for money when we make these picks, you know, on the podcast. So, I mean, <laughs> the higher return is not going to do you anything. Uh, and you're picking Jim Harbaugh, who's done nothing at Michigan noteworthy. And you, you're putting all your confidence in him. That is correct. <laughs> How are you winning our picks? He's not. He's in second now. No, I'm in second. Oh, Okay. <laughs> He was winning. He's in second. I'm in third. I bumped all the way up to third. I'm real proud of myself. <laughs> I have all I'm gonna say is this. I'm starting to get the hang of this, which means I'm gonna go one and one and five this week. But like I feel like I'm starting to kind of get the hang on this and and, and, and as the season's gone on, I'm, it's kinda of fun. So Believing in Michigan's yeah. like believing in Texas A and M. I don't know how anybody does it. Yeah, we'll just um we'll just put a pin a pin in this and then if Michigan pulls the upset this week and I expect to be on, on at least like two or three times next year. We'll I'll let you make my picks next year. <laughs> <laughs> replace my get, my, replace my picker. All right, all right, all right. Um, all right, Chris. What's your? So this is your. This is where you thrive. Though the last couple of weeks, not so much. But this is where you thrive. What is your? And honestly, this is our last non Big Twelve pick because we're gonna have the Big Twelve title game. We're gonna do bowl games. So let's. This is our last non Big Twelve pick. What is? What's your? What's your? What's your go here? Yeah, I, I had only missed this once all season, and then uh, the last two weeks I, I, I've dropped it. So a little bit concerning. Uh, I'm going to go back to a team that uh, I've linked on before who's who's uh, done well for me before, and that is uh, UL Lafayette. They are playing UL Monroe. This is at Lafayette. Kind of a rivalry game here, obviously, the two Louisiana schools. But I like where the line is at, at minus 20 and a half. That's just under that three scores. That I think uh, the Raging Cajuns get them by. Monroe is just not very good. Uh, you know, they, they could play up, you know, in the rivalry game. I'll, I'm a little bit afraid of that. But this, this one should get out of hand. And I like that I have that half-point advantage there. So I, I'm going to take it, and I'm going to go with the Raging Cajuns. All right. Very interesting. I like it. A little bit of la la action. Good stuff. Okay. I'm going to the American and I'm going to their big game of the week. Cincinnati facing Memphis. It, this is a it's a big game. The the winner of this 
feeling pretty good. I, I think the the non FB the, the group of five rep in the New Year's Six Bowl is going to come from the American. I think it's going to be Memphis. I think Memphis wins this game. They are currently an 11.5-point favorite, but, man, that's a big line. I think Cincy's pretty dang good. I think Memphis wins, but I think Cincinnati covers that line. I, don't, I think 11.5 is just is just too much. This feels like a 10-point win at best. Um, like I said, Memphis has been good. Memphis has had a lot of close games. I don't think they're perfect. Um, I, I'm going to take Cincinnati plus 11.5. That is my non-Big 12 pick this week. Memphis and Cincinnati ranked 18 and 19 this week in the poll. Like that's that's how close these go. I just don't see 11 and a half. Like 11 and a half just feels high. Like just just high enough. If it was 10, I wouldn't go anywhere near this game because I think it's about a. I, I think Memphis can win by 10. 11 and a half feels like a very nice point and a half cushion for about what I think this game is. So let's get to the game that matters the most. It is Bedlam. It is the game that gives me more heartburn than. Uh, just just like a, a meat party, I am going to be very nauseous and nervous as I watch this game on Saturday. I'm sure Chris will be the same way. At the moment, Oklahoma is a 13-point favorite. This line has moved around quite a bit. Like it a lot. I think this time opened at 14 and a half. It dropped all the way down to 12. It's back up to 13, though you can get it at 12 and a half. You can actually get it at 13 and a half if you really want to. Uh, Over-under for this game is 69 and a half. Evan, what's your feel for Bedlam? Man, well, we touched on last week with the first down that was a yard and a half short. And the week before that, we didn't really go into this, but um, OU kind of got a non-PI call on an ISU two-point conversion that would have won them the game as well. So I kind of think OU might be out to prove that they've had a couple close games, a couple close scares the last two weeks, and maybe people are saying, hey, they're getting a little rough love the last two weeks and they're not that good. And I, I kind of think Jalen Hurts – um, the running back who throws the ball some um, out of the wishbone, whatever they run. Uh, I feel like he's he's going to come out and try to prove themselves. themselves. And I think the um, OU will cover the minus 13, if you can get that to minus 12 and a half. Yeah, you, uh, like I said, uh, where is that? Yeah, you can get it 12 and a half. So I will, I will give you it to you at 12 and a half. Chris, what you got here? All right. Well, it's, it's interesting because, Evan, you mentioned the last couple of weeks, and I actually want to talk about the last couple of weeks as well. And <laughs> you have Jalen Hurts. Uh, by, by all means, he is a fantastic quarterback. He is a, um, one of the better quarterbacks in the Big 12. He's not Kyler Murray. He's not Baker Mayfield by any means. He is a more athletic Landry Jones. And that might give you a clue – to where I'm going with this pick because against Baylor, he fumbled going over the goal line and left points on the board against TCU. He fumbled deep in the red zone about, you know, seven yards out that would have set up a score that would have 100% iced the game at that point. It was late in the fourth quarter, but he didn't, he fumbled, gave TCU a chance, right? You can't keep giving these teams chances and expect to win the game. Uh, I think that this is a game where that could cost them. And uh, it's going to eventually that these, these mistakes, uh, Jalen Hurts' uh, turnover proneness, 
uh, he focused at it at one point this season, and then it, it's cropped back up again. And uh, he has a penchant for putting the ball on the turf and or making kind of an ill-advised throw and uh, gets picked off. Oklahoma State, they're playing Drew Brown. You know, it's not ideal that Spencer Sanders uh, out for the rest of the season. Brown is now the guy, and it was painfully clear last week that Brown cannot escape pressure the same way Sanders could. And uh, that's going to put some strain on the offensive line. And that's something that Oklahoma State is going to have to shore up because I think OU is going to come out and, and try to take advantage of that. Uh, they, they saw that on tape as well. But they don't have their tight end options like they had before with Grant uh, Calcaterra. I hate seeing that for that guy. He's a phenomenal player. Uh, this is going to be a, a, a game I'm going to go with the home team. Uh, this has been pretty back and forth in the past. I'm going to try to take it. Uh, what's the most points I can get in this? I was trying to find it uh, where the line was. I lost it. Uh, 13 and a half. Is 13 it 13 and a half? half? Okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. So then I'll, I'll, I'll take it there at the 13 and a half, uh, just shy of the two touchdowns. Uh, but yeah, I'm going to go with the pokes. So let me, let me have a little stat for you. In Big 12 play against the only three games that they have won by more than a touchdown are against the three teams who will not be going to bowl games. Texas Tech, Kansas, and West Virginia. Here are the score differences against everybody else. They beat Texas by seven, lost to Kansas State by seven, beat Iowa State by one, Baylor by three, TCU by four. The only teams that they've beaten by more than a touchdown, home or road, are the three teams who aren't going bowling. I know that this is Bedlam. Now, in Bedlam, you throw out all the record. I think this game is lower scoring. Um, Gundy talked about how base uh, OU's kind of running a wishbone version with with Jalen Hurts, and people wanted to be like, "Oh, he's trying to trash talk OU and all the other players." No, he made a, a point that every smart OU fan's like, "Yeah, it's kind of that's that's kind of what's going on." I actually saw, uh, I believe Joe Bettner pointed out that he called he compared Jalen Hurts to a a better version of Blake Bell, which I actually think is even a better version uh, comparison than just than to uh, to, to yours, Chris. Um, I think OU wins this game. I really do. I think this is a lower scoring affair. It's going to be rainy. It's going to be at night. It's going to be cold. I think you're getting a lot of Chuba. You're going to get a lot of OU's run game. A lot of Jalen calling his own number. Um, I do think the wide receivers are going to have their their times. The rainy games, guys fall down. Things happen. Um, but balls get slippery as well. I think OU wins this game, but I agree with you, Chris. I think Oklahoma State covers... I don't think OU wins by 13 and a half, which is where I'm also going to take it. So I'm going to take OSU to cover that score as well. To your point right. about the, the close games and uh, uh, not really blowing out their uh, quality opponents on the road, Oklahoma State is 8-2-1 and one against the spread. Oklahoma is just 4-7 and seven against the spread. There you go. It's just, again, my rule with Bedlam is take what all the stats from the season are and chuck them out the window because this game is just it is what rivalry games are like that this game always is it's just it's just it's never what you think it's supposed to be so I I, I, I think a, OU wins but but man I have a question for you Phil which Gundy are we gonna see because that is a determining factor in this game are we gonna see the 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 uptight Gundy who who just plays ultra conservative because he doesn't want to get burned. 
or are we going to see the Gundy that comes out and, and lets it fly and goes for the fences? We've seen both Gundys in this type of game. And in my opinion, the guy that just lets it loose and throws everything he's got yeah, it tends to fare better. So, so two comments to that point. Um, Uber conservative Gundy last really reared his ugly head in 2013 when Oklahoma State was the better team than Oklahoma, and Oklahoma State should have won the Big 12, and and Gundy went conservative, and Bob Stoops went aggressive, and OU won. Since then, um, Gundy's finally kind of turned the page on being uber conservative. It's why I know that OU has won the last few years, but OSU's thrown everything they have at him. Sam Mays made a point uh, on Twitter that I thought was really good, is that Mike Gundy's press conference on Monday, I've never seen him give a press conference like that ahead of Bedlam. I've never seen him be that, talk that much, be that open to be, having opinions, be that interesting. He's usually very conservative in press conferences ahead of Bedlam. He seems pretty open. He seems pretty happy. I think they were conservative against West Virginia. I think they did it on purpose. Um, I think they had to open a few things up to make sure they got the win in that game. I think I think they're going to throw the kitchen sink at Oklahoma this weekend and do everything they possibly think they can because why not? You're playing with house money. You're out of the Big 12 title game race. You're out of the playoff race. It's Bedlam. Go for it. Just You're at home. Just go for it. Go. There's, you're not, there's nothing to lose here. Okay. You're, you're going to a bowl game. Just go for it. Well, on that note, this has been a ton of fun. Uh, I hope everybody is enjoying their Thanksgiving weekend. Turkey, sweet potatoes, stuffing. And, and by the way, stuffing and dressing are two different things in case people don't understand that. I don't understand why people don't understand that. Um, Real quick, what's your what's your favorite side dish? Oh, uh, hmm. Um, so I'm a, I'm a savory sweet potato guy. Ugh. No, 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 no. I want both, but I like my savory. I do. Hmm. Also, um, if there's not gravy, I'm leaving. <laughs> I, will, I will leave if you serve me drive things. Um, you guys are awesome. Evan, do me a favor. Where can everybody check out the work you do covering Texas Tech? Yeah, you can find me um, on Land Grand Gauntlet for all my writings and stuff for Texas Tech. And on Twitter, Evan underscore G24. Uh, a lot of Texas Tech sports and uh, football, basketball. Uh, me judging, you know, all the all the good stuff uh, on my Twitter there. Go give Evan a follow. Make sure and check out the Land Grant Gauntlet for all your Big 12 football news. Uh, and we will be back. I've got I'm, – I'm cooking up something for next week I think might be fun if, if I can make it happen. I don't want to tell you what it is in case it doesn't. Uh, but everybody enjoy your holiday. Uh, enjoy the weekend of college football. We'll talk to you all again on Monday. Hey guys, a couple of things before we go. Just a reminder, make sure you're subscribed to the 1012 podcast so you don't miss a single episode during the football season. Two, rate and review the show. Five stars, please. It helps guests get the word out about the show to other people. Plus, we just like to know what you like and don't like. Just if you're going to give us one star, let us know why. We appreciate it. Don't forget, if you want to be part of our first mailbag episode this month, shoot us your question. You can DM us on Twitter, at 1012podcast, T-E-N, the number 12, the word podcast, or you can shoot it to us 
in an email. That's 1012podcast, D-A-N number 12, word podcast, at gmail.com. Sports Social Podcast Network.